Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. It is Friday, August 19th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. Before we start, I just wanted to remind everyone to like and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the College Football Daily on Apple Podcasts and whenever you get your podcast. On today's episode, I'm happy to be joined by Evan Flood. He covers Wisconsin for 24-7 Sports, Badger 247. Evan, thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate the time. So, Evan, I first want to begin with sort of a two-part question, right? His struggles were evident often last season, right? Although I think he got better as the year went on, especially at the tail end of it. But what's the level of pressure like in your mind on Graham Mertz? And how long do you think the leash is in now his third year as the starter for the Badgers? Well, I'll answer your second question first. I think the leash is, is very long only because I don't think Wisconsin has anything that they necessarily want to throw out and experiment with at quarterback right now. Uh, Chase Wolf has made a couple of starts in his career. I don't think he's shown anything that uh, makes Wisconsin feel like you know he could be the answer. Behind him, there's a couple of freshmen uh, that haven't gotten really got their feet wet a ton, even in spring and fall camp behind the scenes yet. So, so they're pretty unproven, um, haven't really developed yet to starter level quality at the quarterback position. So I think, you know, it's still Graham Mertz's show. Now, does that take any pressure off of, of him? It hasn't yet, uh, but I still think there is a lot of pressure on him going into this season. Uh, last year wasn't the year, you know, he expected to have, wasn't the year anybody expected him to have. Um, and he's kind of the one thing that I think is holding this Wisconsin offense back from being really, really good. Now, it's not all on his shoulders. If you really break down the film, and Wisconsin talks about this a lot, but the passing game's really, you know, it's 11 guys. It's not just one. And, and you know, it could be a missed blocking assignment. It could be a receiver not running the right route or running it. You know, his route's not being crisp and on time. That can throw everything off. So it's not all on his shoulders. Uh, but at the same time, I think Wisconsin's got all the necessary weapons around him to be one of those classic Paul Chris balance offenses that just keeps defensives 
guessing that they've got an above average offensive line, some really good players, you know, mixed in with some NFL talent there. One of the best running backs in the country in Braylon Allen, you know what he's going to give you every single Saturday. They got a really good number two in Ches Malusi that a lot of people forget was the starter last season and was keeping Braylon Allen on the bench for, for long periods of time. He's back and then looks like he's about 100% or, or close to it. And then I think the wide receivers are a sneaky good group that a lot of people are going to be surprised by. You know, they've got five what I think are dependable weapons who can all do a, a little bit of different things. You know, the tight end position is probably a, a question mark uh, for this group. Jake Ferguson is going to be one of the tougher players on that roster for, for Wisconsin to replace. Uh, but but other than that, I think all the weapons are there to, to be a really not only balanced offense, but but in some ways uh, a high octane um, offense as well, you know, but maybe by Big Ten West standards. And, and with Paul Chris, you know, it was an eight and four regular season last year, six and three in the Big Ten. But with the expectations in Madison, right, an eight and four season, I guess is kind of a letdown, right? They ended up winning the Las Vegas Bowl to get to nine wins. But outside of the COVID year where they only played seven games, Wisconsin's nine wins last year was the second lowest total in the seven seasons. He's been head coach. He also never won a Big Ten title as head coach either. Obviously, the last one for Wisconsin coming in 2012. So I know I asked about the pressure on Mertz, but how much pressure is on Chris heading into the season to get back to that double-digit wins and at the very least make it to a Big Ten title game? Yeah, this is the first time since the Big Ten title game was introduced in, in 2011 that Wisconsin's gone two consecutive years without reaching Indianapolis. So there is kind of a sense of urgency with this program to get back on top of the West. You know, that that's sort of been the standard. Uh, but but even then, that's not been good enough. Wisconsin's come up empty-handed their last few trips to Indianapolis as well. Um, obviously had the big blowout loss to Ohio State, but then followed that up with, with two really difficult losses to, to swallow to Penn State and Ohio State again in the title game. So they're not only looking to get back on top of the West, they're trying to get over that hump in, in the Big Ten in, in general. So that's not even going to be enough, I think, to win the Big Ten West to necessarily call this uh, a successful season. I, I don't know. I think, you know, Paul Christ, you know, he, he's a Wisconsin guy. Um, you know, he's Mr. Consistency in college football. I, I don't think on his shoulders, you know, there's necessarily a, a ton of pressure, but but for the program in, in general, they're definitely you know, talking to the, the guys. Uh, that, that Minnesota loss still stings. It wasn't just about losing to Minnesota, um, you know, the rival on, on their home turf and kind of losing the ax. Um, but but that was a game that cost them a trip to Indianapolis. And, you know, it was one of the more disappointing losses in, in the Christ era, just the way that they came out flat. Um, and, and didn't finish the job there to, to get back to Indianapolis. Uh, so pressure, yes and no. But I, I think, you know, this Wisconsin program, you know, nine and four is kind of set a standard that, you know, not really good enough. I think, you know, the 10 wins is, is where they want to be is, is, I don't want to call it a bottom, but, uh, you know, I think the 10 win plateau is kind of what you, you aim for year in and year out right now. But given how many times they've come up short in Indianapolis, it's definitely a sense of urgency to get over that hump. Yeah. And of course, look, pressure might be the wrong word. Obviously, Paul Christ isn't going to get fired if they yeah. only win eight or nine games this year, but obviously right. the expectations are higher in, in Madison than eight or nine wins. And, you know, when it comes with, when it comes to talking about expectations internally on Braylon Allen heading into the season, what, what are they, you know, after he took over really as the guy in kind of game three last year against Illinois, or at least became the face of the Wisconsin running back room against Illinois last year, right? His season was phenomenal. I think he's not getting the potential Heisman love this season that he should be getting. And maybe part of that is because Ches Malusi is also also in that backfield and he's not the only guy uh, carrying the rock for the Badgers. But internally, do you think Allen could, or do does Wisconsin, I should say, think Allen could reach potentially a Jonathan Taylor-like level for Wisconsin, whether it's this year or next year? You know, how high do they think his ceiling is? I think absolutely. You know, by the time he's 
done here at Wisconsin, presumably in two years, he's going to be in that conversation with Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, Ron Dane. And, and you just look at his story. Uh, I think one of the reasons a lot of people aren't talking about him as a Heisman contender nationally is his, uh, maybe his story isn't as well known. It is in Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin fans are, are tired of hearing it, but obviously he was 17 years old last year, was a class of 22 uh, recruit. He wasn't supposed to be here till this, you know, this time now. Uh, so he enrolled early, finished up his spring season uh, at Fond du Lac high school didn't you know didn't have a, a spring ball to, to prepare for last season either came in in the summer and he was supposed to be a safety as well so he didn't transition to running back uh, until I, I believe it was June when the, when they made that decision um, and then you know you, you talk about the 1300 yards 12 touchdowns averaging seven yards per carry a lot of that's just getting thrown into the fire uh, with, with some of the injuries that Wisconsin had at the tailback position and he was just kind of going through the motions letting his talent do the work he obviously wouldn't have a full grasp of the playbook yet. He doesn't understand all the nuances of the running back position. He was never a full-time running back uh, in, in high school. So so he's just kind of going with the flow out there. And for him to put up those types of numbers, I think speaks to a certain level of upside. Now, Unlike the other guys I mentioned, you know, Allen, it was such a physical freak in, in high school. Anybody can go look up his weightlifting numbers. You know, obviously the, the body he has, you know, is kind of done growing and then filling out. So from that standpoint, I think, you know, maybe you think the upside's a, a little capped. But, you know, in terms of where he was last season, and like I said, being thrown into the fire, getting 1,300 yards while only starting four games as well. Again, like I mentioned, a lot of people forget that Ches Malusi was the starter for two-thirds of, of that season. You know, I think that does speak to a high level of upside of uh, what's left to come for him now that, you know, he enters this year two as the number one guy and, you know, Wisconsin's presumably ready to let him go and not play him on a pitch count anymore. We'll talk more Wisconsin football with Evan Flood when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joined by Evan Flood. He covers the Wisconsin Badgers for 24-7 Sports, Badger247.com. So, Evan, moving over to the defensive side, Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn are both off to the NFL. That's Wisconsin's two leading tacklers from last year's team that need to now be replaced. Of course, there's going to be a lot of relying on Nick Herbig now to pick up a lot of the load defensively. But who outside of Herbig do you think needs to take a step up to replace what the Badgers are losing with Chanel's and Sanborn's departures? I would say the guy to watch is, is Jordan Turner. He, he's going to be 
a third-year sophomore. He had a great Las Vegas Bowl against Arizona State and, and showed a lot of flashes in that game against uh, you know their mobile quarterback Jaden Daniels, who could really run and it gave Wisconsin a lot of problems. But you know Turner was a guy that showed some flashes, being able to stick with him in space and run him down on the boundary. Uh, Turner played in you know two games extensively last season in, in reserve duty and ended up with two interceptions. I believe that was second most <laughs> on the team. So uh, he, he's a guy that can play in pass coverage as well. But but he's a big, physical, athletic thumper. Uh, you know, might be another year away from from being a, a you know all Big Ten player. Uh, but but he's someone I, I know the the defense is very excited about, given his his measurables. First first off the bus type kid, just physically really looks the part. And, and I think he gives Wisconsin a little more athletic pop and, and juice from that position. And then typically what they've had in the past, a guy who I think will be an upgrade, um, you know, over Chanel and, and Sanborn down the road in, in terms of tackling and, and space and and doing some of the things that Wisconsin struggled at uh, struggled with at, at that position. But but he's a guy I think that needs to play really well, uh, especially as a blitzer. You know, Nick Herbig is going to get all the attention. He had a, Nick Herbig had a great year last year, uh, but, but you have to consider how much attention Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel were getting. And, and now Nick Herbig is going to get that treatment. You know, if Jordan Turner, he doesn't have to necessarily come in and replace Jack Sanborn and, and Leo Chanel in terms of production, but but if he can give the offensive line something else to think about, that's going to pay huge dividends for, for a guy like Herbig, um, who, like I said, is now going to be at the top of everybody's scouting report. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Turner could be this year's Nick Herbig, essentially for, for Wisconsin. So Evan, a couple more for me. Back to the offense. Bobby Ingram takes over as offensive coordinator. Have you noticed any major changes to the offense with Ingram now leading it, or is it still similar to what it was previously considering Paul Chris, obviously an offensive guy? I haven't noticed much different. The question gets thrown out a lot. I don't know how much Wisconsin wants to show us either. I mean, the amount of practices uh, we're going to get in fall is, is down to four. Uh, the first one was Monday. We didn't get a ton of looks at, at, at 11 on 11 stuff. You know, in the spring, uh, we were in there more, but but it looked fairly similar. You know, some of the pre-snap motion may be a little different, uh, but Paul Chris generally is a guy that doesn't want to tip his hand uh, until the season starts. So as, as much as, you know, it's looked the same, to me. I, I don't know what's been going on behind closed doors. I have asked the players, you know, kind of staying away from X's and O's. Obviously, they're not going to tell you anything. Uh, but one of the things they said is, is this year they want to be able to get back to running more north-south rather than east-west, um, kind of reestablishing with traditional Wisconsin downhill football, um, but, but also in the passing game, being able to spread the field more and attack the entire field. They, they feel like some of the playmakers, mainly wide receiver Shimmeray DK, has been underutilized in the past. They, they want to find a way to get these guys the ball in opportunities where, where they can uh, thrive and, and make plays after after the catch. It doesn't necessarily need to be a ton of deep balls, uh, but getting the ball out in a hurry, and you know, I think is is, an, is another point of emphasis for this offense, just to take some pressure off Graham Mertz and, and maybe kind of get out of his head a little bit, help him get into rhythm with easy throws, and allowing some of these perimeter players to do most of the work rather than keep him in. The pocket, allow him to maybe overthink it at times, get happy feet against pressure, take that pressure off him, and, and let some of these perimeter players uh, carry the load more. So, Evan, I'll get you out of here on this one. As you look at this schedule, is there a two or three game stretch that stands out to you that essentially, I guess, make or break, makes or breaks Wisconsin's 2022 season, or like, I guess, a stretch that can really determine the success that the Badgers have this season? 
Yeah, you know, I think you, you always go towards the end uh, just because November, you know, obviously Big Ten West play, you know, finishes up with those last three games, um, you know, and it's always three rivalry games for Wisconsin. You go to Iowa November 12th, uh, you go to Nebraska November 19th, end the weekend or end, end the season, excuse me, uh, against Minnesota at home and, and what's going to be a revenge game. I, I don't put too much on that Ohio State Big Ten opener. Um, you know, in fact, I think if you're Wisconsin, you like that that comes early, uh, allows you to take your loss right away and kind of <laughs> get make it out of the way. Get it right. Out you know, well, you we've seen it. in the past how big tiebreakers can be, you know, when you lose week one versus, you know, or sorry, you know, we guess it would be week four, but we, week four versus, you know, week 10, uh, 11, you know, those can be, those can be huge. Uh, so, you know, I think those three Big Ten West games, you know, kind of end up deciding it, you know, Wisconsin's been historically so good in in November under Paul Chris, and you know, mentioned kind of you know, how last season ended was uh, a big thorn in, in their side, dropping that one to Minnesota with a trip to Indianapolis uh, on the line. And, and I think Iowa, you know, might be a down year for them, uh, but but still always tough to go into Iowa City. You know, two teams that are so familiar. You know, rarely does one ever pull away from from the other. And those games are always closely contested for the most part. You know, Nebraska what was a team that that gave Wisconsin a lot of trouble last year. Um, you know, they're kind of you know their head coach obviously on the hot seat but but they played a lot of people close last year and you know they weren't that far away from having a winning record and like I said Minnesota revenge game and the team that I think is a sneaky contender in the Big Ten West I think on paper you know maybe has as much talent and depth as anybody in that league yeah absolutely yeah. it's it'll be an interesting season for sure we're for Wisconsin you can follow him on Twitter at Evan underscore flood covering the Badgers for 24-7 sports badger247.com Evan thanks so much for giving me some time today I really appreciate it yeah no problem thanks again Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and like and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. For Evan Flood, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily and have a good weekend, everyone.